You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovich as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Good morning, Lausanne. Welcome to our podcast on sports medicine brought to you by AISTS. I am Vinny Basu. And I am Corentin Caporal. Today we will be exploring the topic of PRP, trying to answer the question, is PRP actual science or relief from belief? If you are wondering what PRP is, I can tell you it is not a venereal disease or the title of a 50 cent song, but it actually stands for platelet-rich plasma, a treatment more and more common in sports. Vinny, explain this further. Okay, so here's PRP for dummies. Our blood consists of RBC, red blood cells, WBC, white blood cells, and platelets all floating in plasma. PRP is nothing but plasma with a lot of platelets, which makes it an awesome healing agent. So wait, you use blood as a healing agent? Sure. Human blood is amazing. Billions of mosquitoes cannot be wrong. Wait, but on a serious note, platelets in our blood help with hemostasis. Sounds fancy, but it basically means stopping the flow of blood when blood vessels get ruptured. It also contains growth factors which help in tissue repair. You don't have to be an athlete to know how painful it is to have tendon or ligament injuries. And the worst part is, the healing process of these injuries are slow, as these are thinly vascularized areas. So someone came up with a brilliant idea to inject their own blood in these areas of pain and accelerate the healing process. Wait, wait, what do you mean inject my own blood? It's simple. I take your blood, I spin it in a centrifuge. It's a machine that's like a super fast merry-go-round for the test tube containing your blood. I spin it for some minutes and it separates the blood into components. Red blood cells, white blood cells and platelets and plasma. I can spin it again to concentrate the platelets. Then I take out the concentrated part and in my syringe I now have platelet-rich plasma. I inject this to the injured area and voila, you start recovering faster. And you're saying all of this is a good idea? Why not? Think about the positives. It's non-surgical, so no scars. You have ultrasound guidance, so you can inject at the exact place required. You can't have an allergic reaction, because, well, it's your own blood. And it takes only 20-odd minutes to perform. Ask Dr. Neil Elatrash, the Los Angeles Dodgers team physician. He used platelet-rich plasma therapy on a partially torn ulnar ligament in the throwing elbow of pitcher Takashi Saito. Apparently, surgery would have ended Saito's season and shelved him for about 10 to 14 months. He instead returned to pub a pitch in the September penance race without pain. In 2006, for a study published by the American Journal of Sports Medicine, Dr. Mishra of the Stanford University Medical Center used the treatment on 15 of 20 patients with tennis elbow who were considering surgery. The five others received only anesthetic. Two months later, the patients considering therapy and who had received the PRP therapy noted a 60% improvement in pain measurement compared with 16% for the control group. Well, you know, all this sounds very rosy, but as far as I'm concerned, PRP hasn't been clinically tested, as no standardized treatments exist. But, you know, big names like Rafa Nadal, Tiger Woods, and Kobe Bryant have all used this treatment to treat knee injuries. There must be some certainty to the cure. Okay, okay, this is why I crucify you. It is not because your muscular, cheating, and retired friends over here use this treatment that there are no flaws of the system. PRP is an alternate medicine, meaning that it is put forward as having the healing effects of medicine, but it does not originate from evidence gathered using scientific methods. 
Oh, all right, Sherlock, then tell me the flaws. Well, first of all, there's no standardized preparation method. At the end of the day, all methods use a centrifuge to carefully separate red blood cells from leukocytes and platelets, as you said correctly. The differences, although seemingly meaningful, can be found in the volume of blood extracted that can vary from 9 to 6 milliliters. Additionally, the time and speed set for the centrifuge can vary from 5 to 14 minutes and be set from 1,000 up to 1,900 rotations per minute. All these different preparations will give you different amount of PRP, creating yet another uncertainty in regards to how much enriched plasma is injected into your injury. Volumes injected can vary from 3 to 7 milliliters. So, typically how much platelet would you say are contained in a milliliter? Well, if 5 milliliters can hold up to 1 million microliters of platelets, you do the math. Okay, wait. Do you think I'm good at math just because I'm Indian? Well, yes. Well, fine. It's 200,000 microliters of platelets per milliliter. Any other issues? Yes, there are other issues. There are no standardized post-procedure rehabilitation protocols put in place for optimal healing. Basically, no osteopathic guidelines. But last but not least, there have been cases of post-injection pain due to acute inflammation of tendons. You see, inflammation is the first step of the healing process. The platelets are stimulated to aggregate and secrete growth factors, creating an inflammation of the tendon. However, it is not normal for it to cause so much pain. So are you still telling me this treatment has no flaws and that it is effective 100%? Well, to be honest, although initial research shows promising signs for tennis elbows, treatment of Achilles tendon has shown disappointing results. But PRP has actually been extended to treat muscle sprains, arthritis, bone fracture, surgical wounds. In fact, Dr. Bruce Ryder, editor of the American Journal of Sports Medicine, says PRP should stand for platelet-rich panacea. Okay, now I see you're back into a corner, huh? The same Dr. Ella Trash you were talking about earlier said that 25% of the injuries he treated using PRP could have healed by themselves. And Dr. Fu from the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center says he gets 70% success rate every time he touches his patients. So percentage of success can't rule out placebo. In some way, PRP has become a luxury miracle treatment. So, you're saying that it's expensive? According to my findings, prices can range from $250 to $2,000. However, this being as a much cheaper alternative than surgery, insurance companies are now even recommending PRP as an alternative. Sounds like, although PRP injections are not clinically proven, the therapy is commonly used by athletes, and that even a profitable market is emerging out of it. Yes, and the potential for me is huge, as the largest positive effects would be on the general public, the amateur level, the weekend warrior, as they say. If they standardize the treatment, this could help heal minor but overly present injuries within the general public, such as the tennis elbow, for example. Uh, our visiting hours are up, unfortunately, but we do leave you with blood for thought. Concluding in the tone of Dr. Fu, Keeping an open mind, but not having the heart to ask patients to pay for an unproven therapy. Thank you for listening to our awesome medical podcast. This was Vini Basu and Karanta Kaparal. Farewell. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page. Or visit us at www.aists.org.